What's going on, everyone? This is episode 43 of High Top Flip Flops. As always, it is Krish. I'm here with Naveek. Naveek, how's your day today? It's a very long day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, school, work. Now we're here. How about yourself? How's your day? Hey, man, much of the same. Um, let's talk a little bit about the uh, new new program you've now entered. You were coding. The people know that you're out here coding, packing into the mainframe. You transitioned a little bit into more of the design side. How are you feeling about it so far? How are you feeling about the transition? Oh, I like it. Like, I like design a lot. So it's fun to me. And that made me think, wow, like, like a lot of people do things that are not fun. And they have to do it. And also, Joe Fresh Goods, shout out Joe Fresh Goods, who, uh, the designer in uh, Chicago, gotcha. tweeted out, Kanye never dropped good-ass job because there's no such thing as a good-ass job. Wow. And I mean, is there is there a good ass job out there? It's a question for the viewers. Um, I don't know. Is there a good ass job? I guess there are some, depending on what you're looking for in the world. Um, something that you and I uh, both learned very early on from our uh, our pal Harmon uh, was that some people also are just like content living like what the rest of the world perceives as like a boring life, um, which is like, you know, working a job that doesn't seem to entertain like all these like super exciting things. Um, and like, that's, that's like a totally normal thing it's b- because it's based on the fact that it's like outwardly perceived as boring, whereas mm. it's a completely subjective thing. So at the end of the day, it shouldn't, it, doesn't really matter what anyone else has to say about your job um because yeah i'm sure a lot of people will like look at look at my job and be like oh man working in a kitchen probably sucks a lot um and yeah most days there's lots of things about it that are not fun or you know exhausting mentally or physically whatever it is um but yeah there are also perks to it you know there's there is something fulfilling about it so I don't know, tough question is there a good job out there um <laughs> we asked the hard-hitting questions over that's right. here so that's a question that may never receive an answer okay let's get into the first segment of the show here just one thing Nivek, hit me with your just one thing Hmm, am I just going to say one thing or ask you one thing? It could be either one of those things, man. As always, our segments have very little structure. Yeah, there's, but hey, it's okay. I guess I'll just say one thing. And the other day I was listening to Big Fish Theory by Vince Staples. Mm-hmm. Very underrated album. Yeah. I, and at first, when it came out last year, I didn't know if I liked it because it was so short or for the music. Right. Because I love, you know, 11, 12 song albums. Right. Because I can listen to it 30 times. That's right. And no, I really like the music. It's pretty great. Ray J is on it. And we forget about Ray J's talents. He's so talented. Man. You know? Just one moment kind of took over his entire life. And you know what? I kind of wish I... Well, if we wish it never came out, a lot of things would not have happened (laughs) in this world. If one wish didn't come out, yeah. Oh, no, not one wish. You know, I'm talking about the tape. Oh, okay. One wish was good. Yeah, it's pretty good. But I'm just saying like... If the tape never dropped, you know, maybe Ray J would be a superstar right now. <laughs> Yo, this is very true. Logically possible. Reality. You're absolutely right. I don't think there would be Chris Brown then. Oh, my gosh. I think Ray J would have taken his place. 
Chris um, Brown also may have just like just remained like a like a local act, you know? Like he might have just like stayed like a I don't know, like a like a presser or some shit. Uh presser is pretty world and wide now, I guess. Mm. I don't know. I'm not qualified to speak on these things. But I can say that yes, the Vince Noble project was really good for a couple of reasons. One, he literally just like threw any of like the preconceived ideas of like the type of music that Vince Staples messes with just like threw it right out the window. It's like, man, I'm going over like all kinds of beats, um, all kinds of sounds, which I think was like teased prior to the album coming when he hopped on that James Blake remix of Timeless. Um, wow. And it's just one verse, but it's over a James Blake song that uh, at first glance would not look like a, a song that you would have a rap verse over. So that was like a great teaser. Man, yeah, really great features. Also just super funny they got Rage on the album because of like uh, that Hot 97 interview that Vince and Tyler did with Pete Rosenberg, I believe. Mm. Um, yeah, if anyone hasn't seen this, you should definitely watch it. Uh, and it's just Vince Staples talking about how like sick Rage is. <laughs> um, and like giving Vince, Vince Staples humor, very like deadpan, hard to tell whether he's joking or whether he's being serious. And yeah. Lo, lo and behold, he got it, uh, Ray J on the album, so very funny. Uh, but yeah, highly underrated album, seeing that like it didn't get as much replay as it should have, I think. But it got yeah. the it got the Black Panther spot, so that's kind of big. Oh yeah, they they had to reach it, but I also think that's because of Kendrick. Kendrick knew ah, right, 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 right. Of course, Kendrick's on the album, right? Yeah, he yeah. was on. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Uh, Samo. Samo. That's probably my favorite song on that project because that's mm. just like, oh man, I think it's quintessential, quintessential Vince, very similar to North North, like seven forty five as well. Yeah, just yeah. kind of these dark beats, uh, really good. Uh, my one thing that I'm super excited to share with the world is that Navek is officially tatted, yatted, baby, yatted, baby, batted, slatted. He he did the dirty. Um, he got it on <laughs> the most sensitive. <laughs> I actually got a tattoo of YMCMB <laughs> across his neck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On my chest, YMCMB all day. We signed, baby. Uh, not the case. Uh, Nimek, <laughs> tell him, uh, tell him where you got this tattoo. <laughs> that's oh, that's so dumb. No, if someone YMCMB. were to get a tattoo of YMC, I'm gonna in the same font that. Uh, Tupac had it across his torso, yeah. <laughs> just exactly. right across the belly. Yeah. Damn, I might just do that now. But think, I, yeah, think about it. But I got a tattoo of an inhaler, and you 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 thought about you've sat on this for a very long time, about two years. Mm-hmm. I've been telling people. So, uh, for those of you who don't know, I've been doing a lot of talking but not doing. Mm-hmm. So this year, I'm trying to do everything that the I've motto. been talking about. So far, you've killed someone. You got a tattoo. Yeah. Hit and run. Hit and run. Um, sorry to that old lady. Look, you're you were gonna die soon anyways. Yeah. So you had it was good. Um well it wasn't good, but um <laughs> Yeah, so I got that on my because I always like tattoos on my stomach area. Right. Not really visible unless I, I'm at the beach or something. Right. And yeah, and then I think last week I was like you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna do it. And shout out to obviously shout out to some people that you know are like, yo, when are you gonna do it? Shout out Marusha, shout out Sindujin, 
you know, a lot of people kept reminding me. I was mm-hmm. like, yeah, I'm going to do it. Might as well. And I, I did it. Shout out to Aiko Artiste, the artiste and uh, the one who did it. She's very, very nice. Amazing. You know, a lot of these tattoo artists are very rude. You know, yeah, you've had a lot of experience with them. No. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. No, yeah. I've been to other people's. Gotcha. Of course. Of course. Tattoos. Yeah, they were getting tattoos. You've seen, yeah, we've all seen these tattoo parlors, as you said, all black uh, font outside the thing. Leather yeah. couches, some like checkered floor on the inside. You um, know what? Yeah, they can learn from her because her studio is all nice. <laughs> you know, nice. she lives in it, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's a room <laughs> in her apartment. Yeah, still. But um, the actual room was so nice, yeah. And imagine that being a store, you know, much so clean. User experience, customer experience. And then people would be less intimidated, you know, they'd be down to go in the, into the store more often. Amazing, amazing. Well, hey, congrats, man. You're tatted up. Uh, most people say, you know, after the first one, I just I couldn't stop. So <laughs> That's so stupid. Yes, you, <laughs> I can easily stop forever. Yeah, you could. I don't feel like I have to. Um, I, I would maybe get some more over the next five years. Yeah. But I don't get that whole thing. <laughs> um, yeah, please, you know, if there's anyone listening who's uh, tatted up and feels like it's a... Uh, like an addiction or you know you feel like you can't stop please let us know you know describe the describe the sensation or the feeling for us because uh Nivik obviously feels differently i've never been tatted so i don't know let's dive right into this week's episode uh which i'm very excited about this is the third and final interview that was recorded while in los angeles uh this one features four lovely young humans um one who I was uh, referred to by a former guest on the show, Patrick Perez. Uh, he introduced me to his good friend named Christy, who is a, uh, a writer, uh, primarily in, in music journalism, who, uh, without, me, without me knowing, I guess, beforehand, um, brought along three of her good friends. Um, one whose name is Rashid who worked as a writer with Christy for a pretty well-known music blog named or titled Ear Milk. Um, Rashid now works uh, as a DJ or a radio host at NTS Radio. He's got a show called Food and Liquor. Uh, please go check that out. Um, and along with them, we had our good friends Tori and Jordan. Jordan, who is Rashid's roommate, who works as an audio engineer, um, and Tori, who's Rashid's girlfriend, who works as a uh, digital marketer in fashion. Um, so this episode was super fun. One, because I didn't really know what I was getting into, um, meeting three other people who I didn't expect or kind of prepared to interview. Uh, but two, also just great to sit down with not only like-minded people, but people in a very similar situation to you and I, Navik. Um, these are young people who are doing their best to uh, make a career out of, you know, using their their creative talents. Um, and also, yeah, just trying to navigate their their identities or navigate themselves through, uh, you know, a, a, an America now run by, uh, you know, a tangerine. So super, super great, uh, super funny. All these people are super hilarious. Um, not only, or yeah, within the description of this podcast, uh, across all platforms, we'll, we'll certainly um, share some links as to where you can keep up with these guys and, and you know, listen to Rashid's show and check out Christy's writing as well. Um, so, yeah, this is episode 43 featuring Christy, Rashid, Tori, and Jordan. Hope you enjoy. 
What's going on? It's Chris, aka Chris, aka not Chris, aka the Tamil Hemingway, aka bash me outside because I don't fight, I just get beat up, aka Mr. Day Your Girl with you, aka Lil Poopy Dirt. And I'm here with a couple of lovely individuals because I'm not in Toronto right now. I'm in Los Angeles doing some crazy shit. I don't know how I ended up here, but I'm here anyways, and I'm in a room with some pretty lovely people who we're going to slowly work our way around to introduce. Uh, but how about I start with the uh, fine gentleman to my right? Why don't you go ahead and introduce yourselves? If you have any AKAs, man, please, you got to drop them all. Damn, I wasn't expecting that. Uh, it's uh, Rashid Toule, AKA... <laughs> do you have nicknames? I don't know. You got I think I think Jordan should do the AKs for me. Sure. Yeah. Jordan got it. He should do it for everyone. All right. <clears throat> this Rashid Tule, aka Young Jordan, Soccer. Jordan, I gave dad. you your own mic. I know, but it has to go on his <laughs> channel. Okay, 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 got okay. you. <laughs> it's Rashid Tule, aka Soccer Daddy, aka my techno spins, aka you spin me right round, baby, right round, aka Mr. 140 characters of fire on the tweet machine, aka somebody needs to wash the tub. <laughs> oh, oh my Amazing. god. Yo, that was no one can beat that. Man, literally wash the fucking tub. Yeah. <laughs> wash the tub. Wash these dishes, goddammit. <laughs> I said this house ain't clean in 30 minutes. <laughs> that was a that was a beautiful introduction. Jordan, why don't you introduce yourself this time around? Hopefully it hopefully it yeah. matches. Oh, we got lots of AKs. Don't worry. Um, Jordan, um, born and raised in Los Angeles. I'm an audio engineer, you know. Um, you know, I've been known to uh, be winning all the high school superlatives, you know, Ooh. being voted favorite count counselor, you know, black bearded daddy, aka mm. Blipster Jesus, aka I swear this never happens, aka it's not you, I'm just going through a hard time. Ooh, you know? man, say that one again real slow. It's not you, I'm just going through a lot right now. It's. <laughs> Yo, all of us need that AK. That's like, <laughs> all of us need that AK. That's millennial struggle. Yeah, man, man that's so good. <laughs> Post grad depression, man. That's real. That's very real. Oh, and yeah. lastly, last, last but not least. Oh, uh, my name is Christy. Uh, mm -hmm. I'm a writer, I guess, in Los Angeles, mostly working in music. I don't have any AKs that are gonna beat what. Hey man, even if you got a, even if you got some embarrassing shit that like your parents gave you from a young age, like embarrassing shit. Uh... Listen, man, one of mine's called "Bash Me Outside" because I don't fight; I just get beat up. Like that's just a fact. <laughs> you know? like, that's just a fact. Uh, the only thing I can think of is my middle name, which is Kiku. Okay, which is what everybody else okay. usually. Mama K. Mama K. A K K. Special K. <laughs> I think Jordan is just gonna come up with AKs for everyone. Yeah, that's a great one. That's my last name. Actually, I think my official AK is just Papa Tule. Man, Papa Tule and Mama K. And also, I didn't, I didn't actually say. Um, I I'm a writer with Christy. We used to write at Air Milk together. Amazing. And now do some A and R type stuff, and then DJ a little bit. Crazy man. NTS. Yeah. That's right. NTS Radio. Shout out to Shout NTS out to Radio. Man, you, Shout out to XO. Listen, guys, I got to say, thank you so much for doing my job for me and sharing all this. This is amazing. That is my next question. You guys already knocked it out of the park. Oh, so wait, Listen, man, thank you. Seriously, seriously, you guys are uh, a Thanks great group of people. Thank you for having me Yeah, in welcome your to home. L.A. Um, yeah, this is kind of crazy. I'm sitting here with like three layers on. 
but I'm chilling, you know? So I don't know if like I'm championing this shit, championing this shit, or if uh like I am just an idiot. No, We're gonna my, figure it out. My hopefully. Man's has a weird propensity for heat because his beard is like as thick as mine is. Yeah. He's in four layers. Yeah, well. I'm out here with like a half inch like You're like, can you open the window? Sweat on my forehead <laughs> trying to keep my cool. That's some LA shit though. He's from a different you no, know. No, but like wouldn't he be warmer? Because he's from Toronto and it's warmer here. Maybe not. I don't know. Or That's your a body's good point. just like going I, through some I'm stuff. I'm legitimate underboob sweat right now. <laughs> it's not you. I'm just going through some shit. Yeah, yeah. that's, that's exactly what it is. That's exactly what it is. Um, so I guess seeing that um, this is kind of like a, a, a round round table interview, um, I'm just going to kind of bounce around and, and ask you some, uh, some, some different questions to kind of get to know you guys a little bit better. Uh, so I'll start by asking you, Christy. Oh, okay. um, how old were you when you first came to LA? I was 18. You're 18. Yeah, I went to UCLA. Uh, so just started my freshman year. I'm actually from Northern California, kind okay. of. That kind of like I spent my whole life moving around, but I graduated high school in Northern California. Okay. Uh, in like a tiny ass town. It was very suburban and very, Small very town well. girl. <laughs> Small town girl with big dreams came out here to UCLA. Wow. Yep. And then I started writing for a bunch of music sites. And uh, the first place I started writing for was a site called Ear Milk. Okay. I think there's Toronto-based writers right. for sure at Ear Milk. I don't know people that work at Ear Milk anymore. You probably do. Yeah. A little bit more. But, uh, yeah. Shout out to... Uh, Montre. I mean, yeah, oh. Montre. Montre. Montre is the... But he's in LA, so... No, no. Montre is back in SF now. Oh, he is? Yeah, he moved well, back. He's, 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 he goes he's back nomadic. and forth. But shout out to uh, Montre, you crazy motherfucker. <laughs> Hope you're doing well. Yeah. Love you, Montre. Amazing. Um, but yeah, so I started writing, and then at the same time, I started UCLA Radio. Wow. Um, I didn't do it for that long, but that's where I met Rashid. Because okay. I had to do like an internship program. Cool. And we were the same class. We were in the same class. Amazing. Yeah. So Rashi, what was your radio show about at uh, at school? Sorry. Uh, my radio show was called All Caps. It was an All Caps. Amazing. And it was a, <laughs> it's a MF Doom ode. Right. And uh, <laughs> if you don't know, it you know, it was an All Caps. All Caps. <laughs> and uh, it was with um, this kid Zach Seidel, who later on became the head of UCLA Radio. So shout out to him. He's killing it What's in he doing DC. Now? He's actually working under Karen Bass, like as assistant. Like he's like he's working. She's like a senator and like. Whoa, she's our senator. She's our senator. She's really? Yeah. The state of California. Fuck! I was a political science major. <laughs> That's embarrassing. Yeah, she's one of. She's one of. And yeah, he's like killing it in D.C. Trying to, you know, to put out the fire up there right now. Yeah. And like just yeah, but um, our show is just like. Back when I started at Ustead Radio, it was just like the most just indie music centric. Like they had no variety in terms of like music and taste or whatever. Mm. So then me and Zach basically like, you know what? We just want to have a show where we could just play like Lil B and Odd Future and Riff Raff and just like, you know, just we're trying to like change it up, add some flavor to this shit. You know, like no offense, like Ustead Radio. It was sick, but like we just felt like it was missing something. Yeah. So how long did you do the radio show for at UCLA then? Um, did it for 
two years. Okay. Or two. Oh, actually three years, because I was there for three years. Okay. Yeah. And Jordan, at what point in time did you meet Rashid? I went to high school with Rashid's little brother. Okay. Fumba. 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 Yep. And I think in the in the mid, I was I was I'm still a bossy ass person, but I, I'm probably in the midst of bossing them around. I probably ended up at his house, and then I think we became like friends. Started to become friends. And we both realized we were kind of fucking nerdy black dudes. Right. Nerdy black dudes Ooh. surrounded by like white people. Yeah. And uh, us, and, and both like them have doom basically, and that was kind of enough. Man, literally, that's funny you say that because uh, that's hundred percent something that I think me and Nivek, that was something that we bonded over too. So it's like, oh shoot, like you listen to like. Rap music? <laughs> Shit, <Like, laughs> what? Yeah, exactly. And you're the same, you know, same background as me? Crazy. Um, okay, yeah. well, so that's how you guys connected as well. And, and now we're housemates. Wow. Yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> been yeah. good times. Jordan, tell me a little bit about how you got into audio engineering. Um, so essentially, um, I was a ballet dancer for most of my childhood. Whoa. Yeah. Like what, what how many years are we talking um, I started when I was about five and then got out of it when I was 16, so 11 years. Crazy. Of just hardcore drilling and being at the studio every day and for was that, just four hours. And was that all you? Like, that was something that you internalized? Oh. Was it all parents? Or? Oh, yeah. It was all you? I mean, um, I don't think it was a passion for dancing. It was a passion for the ego stroke of success. Wow. Um, it's the path of a male dancer is a very easy one mm. um, because there aren't a lot. So I think that's a hot take, man. I would have never considered that. Yeah, so I think that was the most intoxicating thing about it. But essentially, like once I had gotten over it, when I realized like, you know, like I wasn't going to be a fucking like uh, ballet studio pussy hound. Right. I wasn't going to make a lot of money. Um, Cause dancers get paid shit, and then like I was gonna be out of a job by like twenty five. Yeah, but like it's so hard on your body. I switched to music. Then I realized I'm late in the game in music and don't have the drive to practice. And I was like, how do I end up still being involved and making a living somewhat? Right. And still around music and um, audio engineering was the answer. Amazing. For that. Okay. And how long is it now that you've kind of pursued audio, audio engineering or worked as a, an engineer? Now? Oh shit! It's been it's been seven years now since I've been actually working as an audio person. Yeah, wow, man. Thriving, uh, but working, <laughs> yes. Yeah, man. Listen, you know what? That's that's the most important part, right? Is you're you're working towards a, a goal, man. I think it's hard to feel like you're thriving in LA unless you're like at the very top. Yeah, man. Because there's always going to be like a million people doing better than you. True. And everyone just wants to flex on yeah. Instagram. And also, yeah, like living in LA, I have to not be on Instagram. Like I have an Instagram, but I'm not I don't go on it. No, because it's fucking miserable. And I know like half of my friends are like not doing that well. But then on Instagram, they look like they're doing amazing. And it just feels like a lie. You know, like I everyone's just, fucking yeah. lying. Yeah, the social media game in yeah. LA. I think I solely Gosh. post photos to let like my mom know like I <laughs> haven't killed myself. Wow. <laughs> Listen, you know I'm telling you, you guys are you guys are killing this podcast game because you everything that you guys start to talk about seems to perfectly line up with everything that I've read. Oh, yeah, you, you guys are killing it. Because yeah, the next thing I wanted to ask you is, what does a place like LA do for your self worth? You're kind of oh. like you're. You everyone, know, everyone in LA just just 
copes with like everyday life through alcohol and drugs. No, I'm kidding. No, I mean, oh, no, no, no. I think I think we're making LA. But, but to be honest, <laughs> no. Listen, listen. Let's let's dive into it a little bit because like no, no, no. I think I think we are making LA sound like it's not a good place to be. Like I love LA. At the end of the day, like I've been here for a while, and there's a lot of good things about LA right. that I really enjoy. Yeah. It can be so easy to get caught up in kind of the business, like whatever business you're in. Right. Like we have friends that are like we're in like agency work or are in agency work. And then there's people that are like do trying to do more creative stuff and they're like trying to make their own stuff. And then we have like, f- we probably between the three of us have friends in like pretty much every lane yeah. of entertainment yeah. covered, like whatever they're right. trying, whether they're trying to work like more on like the business end. And, or and trying to do relatively more. successful. Yeah. Yeah. And I think like, I mean, I think it's so easy to think that you're not doing well because they're always going to be like those fucking like 18 year olds that just blow the fuck up. And we're over here like 25, 26 and we may necessarily, we may not have necessarily been like, you know, the people, the person to blow up, but everybody's kind of doing well, like in their own way. Right. It's just hard to feel that success in a place like LA. Yeah. Especially with like, you know, family pressure or just like, just, yeah, like, you're just trying to get by. You see people who are just seemingly just are killing it on, like, all types of social media type stuff. And right. you're just like, damn, over here struggling. But then at the end of the day, you, you realize that everyone's really just trying to figure out, and they're, they're kind of struggling in their own way. Right. Even if it's, like, it seems like they're, like, doing all this shit. Like, you talk to them, they're kind of like, you know, like, I'm kind of miserable, too. Yeah. Well, I think LA's given us like a really unique just world view because it's like you know like i i am fucking sick of la but at the same time i'm really glad i'm from here because you know like i am cultured i have been exposed to tons of other people and tons of opportunities that no one else in the world except the people in the city are even within proximity of but at the same time i feel like it kind of oversaturates like your desire and your expectations of the way things are supposed to be right wow which in the same coin like you're open you know all the possibilities but even when you achieve them you're still unfulfilled by it yeah right so it's it's this weird thing that i feel like most people from la this bar that just like keeps moving up yeah it's like never never being satisfied and not knowing when to be satisfied you know like it's like those photos that you see of kanye who's like always looking fucking miserable like i i kind of get it like living in the city like i can see why like people and like also i think but the three of us are kind of lucky though because we have family out here in la like i can't imagine there's like so many people that come out here without anyone yeah, and just kind of right. like try to start building something which I, and yeah like i i would feel like la is probably completely different for somebody like that versus we have more roots here so let's talk about that for a second then what mm. uh obviously we're in a room of all uh visible minorities shout out to us real quick yeah, yeah, um, yeah. you very you very briefly mentioned uh parental pressures uh and i'm kind of oh. curious to know on you know one by one here uh, maybe we'll start with you, Christy. Mm-hmm. What uh, were your parents' reaction to you? Kind of like, I mean, I'm not, I'm not even sure if it was something that you were kind of like upfront about, being like, I want to pursue um, writing. Um, but yeah, what was their kind of reaction? Um, um, to this day, they're still pretty skeptical. I mean, like, if 
I were to have like owned a magazine or been an editor in chief of like nylon or something, they probably would have been more comfortable with it. But right. like what I've done so far has pretty been pretty much all freelance and like mm-hmm. I've written for a couple of big places, but they're not really big places in like my parents' mind. Like they've never heard of like consequence of sound or something like that, right. right? So they're still pretty skeptical about it. They still ask me about grad school and uh, I think Rashid and I are kind of like in the same kind of place where we have to kind of like make decisions about which path we're going to take. Like we're 25 ish. Yeah. So it's definitely like a, a, a con- confusing time. I can only uh, yeah. I mean, and like Rashid and I are from immigrant parents. So that definitely is, you know, like immigrant parents just have like different expectations about what you're supposed to do. Yeah. And like, as an Asian person, like it's always like doctor, lawyer, engineer, like the pillars, man. The pillars. Yeah. yeah. So that, the first gener- that first generation type of expectation, yeah. you know, like they want you to be secure. They think that like anything outside of those three, like doctor, lawyer, scientist or whatever, like mm-hmm. you're wasting your time or like, and it's like, you kind of feel bad too in a way where you're kind of like, damn, my parents went through all this just so I could like, my buck, parents buck are, around yeah. and become a music person or something. Yeah. But then it's like, I don't know. It's like a weird balance. I feel like they think that like if you're not like a musician and a talented musician, if you're not just on like, TV. what the fuck are you doing in the music business? Like, what is their room? You're like, I'm making more money than the talented musician. Yeah, like, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, uh, so like they're very like, I mean, I mean, I guess I'm technically not from like an immigrant family entirely. Like my dad's from L.A. Right. But it's more like my mom. My mom is very like, what are you going to do with your life? Right, right, right. Like, she thinks like 25 is old. Of course. She keeps yeah, calling man. me old. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, Shut up, mom. Yeah, like, can you not? Get out of my okay. room, mom. Yeah, she's always Damn. like, uh, yeah, so it's a confusing time. Yeah. Yeah, I think like mid-20s is a especially confusing time. Frightening time, yeah. Yeah, and like with everything going on, the city is... In a weird place. Yeah. Yeah. What about you, Jordan? What uh, what has that kind of relationship with your parents been in terms of pursuing even audio engineering or even just like dance for that long? Uh, I mean, I, I grew up in a single parent household. Shout out moms. Right. Shout out moms, man. Um, and we were we were fucking we were dirt broke growing up, and um, really like it was weird. It was weird because we were broke, and my mom would not ask her parents for money. Even though my grandparents had money. Um, and she was, like, determined to, like, do it on her own. And really, like, show us that she was doing it on her own. Right. And, you know, she, like, I have a younger sister. And she's honestly, like, she's held it down for the both of us. And um, I think the sacrifices that she made, just either one, like, from lack of support from her parents to pursue what she wants to do. Right. Or just whatever financial hardships that we did experience when we were younger. Um, just moving forward, she's just been super 110% supportive right. of whatever it is. Almost to a fault, because the shit gets annoying. Where she's like, have you heard of Nam? <laughs> you should check out Nam. I know work is slow right now. Have you, have you thought about Guitar Center? <laughs> and it's like... It's, it's like, I appreciate it, but it's like, or, oh, audio engineer, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hasbro Toys is hiring, and it's like, that's a different kind of engineer mom. Yeah. Super supportive, super into it. Right. Um, 
I think the only like insecurity really comes from like having that support and then not succeeding. Right. That is a huge fear. Right. Especially having friends like these where it's like the parents like kind of iffy and being like, ah, oh, but like, yeah. I'm going to let you cook for a minute, but like law school. Right. Yeah. And it's like, all right, like, you know, so to see them being just as productive, if not more productive. Than right. I am, when really all I have to worry about is pursuing what I want to pursue. Mm. It's, it's a very, um, anxiety inducing. Certainly. I can only imagine. Exist. One of our, one of our previous guests, uh, shout out Tejas. Something that he said is that, um, when he was younger, um, all he was ever told was you can do anything that you want to do. Uh, and he was like, as romantic as an idea that is. It was hard to figure <laughs> out. <laughs> yeah. It becomes super hard to figure oh, it out. Yeah. And once you're conditioned to believe that you get stuck in a place where like uh, your mind's running a mile a minute, uh, and you, you're kind of stuck in a place where you, you don't know where to really hunker down. Right. And kind yeah. of focus all your skills. So we took a small little break, but uh, we're back here, and we have a new friend with us today. We have a new friend named Tori. Tori, how are you today? I'm good. Hi. Um, Tori, why don't you tell us how you know these three lovely individuals that we've been uh, interviewing? Sure. So Rashid here is my boyfriend, and (laughs) (laughs) shut up, Jordan. Um, So Rashid's my boyfriend, and from Rashid, I met Christy and Jordan, and everyone else. Okay. That in LA that Rashid knows. Amazing. Everyone. So. And did you yeah. grow up in LA? I did grow up in LA. No, she grew up West Covina. Okay. Is I grew up in a suburb of okay. LA. That's fine. That's but, such a know, hater move. Oh my is. god. That's Girl, such a hater move. Your own mic? I do. I feel attacked. Okay. Take Jordan's mic. Okay. I feel attacked. So now that I have my own mic, yes, I grew up in a suburb of LA, um, in West Covina, which is, you know, it's like a. It's Suburb. That's fine. I grew you up know. in the suburb of yeah, Toronto. Yeah, it's, it's like it's, it's thirty minutes from the city, okay. with no traffic. But right. with traffic, it's hell on earth. Yeah, it's an hour and a half. Okay. Um, so commute. pretty far. Yeah, commute. I work in the city, so it's okay, right on. rough. Um, but yeah, and then um, I departed LA to go to school in New York. No way. What did um, you What did you go to study? I went to St. John's University. Okay. Um, studied communications there. Graduated. Um, got a job in fashion PR after I graduated Amazing. and worked there for a year. Realized it was hell on earth. Couldn't do it. Struggling. Broke depressed like it was awful and i was like i have to come back be yeah. my family be my safe space and, yeah totally you know, in home you know yeah um moved back t- and now i'm here then this was yeah i moved back last year like okay. april so. amazing and you're still uh working in fashion working in fashion PR kind yeah, of stuff? working in fashion um not to the degree i was i was right. working more like with luxury brands and kind okay. of cooler contemporary brands in new york which was really awesome yeah. but yeah yeah here i'm doing more like um yeah it's fast fast fashion it's okay. cheap it's easy to get right, right, right. um e-commerce um okay. working in-house brand. yeah so i'm doing digital marketing which is a lot different than pr so yeah no kidding yeah, it's cool no kidding change of pace wait i know you're asking the questions no but please can please. i ask you a question can you compare your work experience or like your work environment experience in New York to working in LA. And do mm. you think? Oh, I can. Okay. Because it's like night and day. You will not believe, or maybe you wouldn't. Do believe. you feel like people in New York are just naturally more stressed out in their work? Um, I feel like New York is the city that 
of course, like I don't want to be cliche as like it doesn't sleep, but like it doesn't sleep. And like mm. you, your work and what you do does become your life because yeah. in New York, I feel like it's the type of city that like things have to happen and they have to happen now and quickly. And, you know, like there's no time to waste. Yeah. And it's the type of city where like you're always on the move, you're always going. So like that translates into your work. Um, your work style and like there's no work-life balance really it's kind of just go 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 I'm checking my emails when I'm out hanging out with my friends I'm like constantly like worrying that like something's gonna go wrong I'm getting calls it's there's no separation and I didn't like that like I'm 23 and I felt burnt out at 22 like last you know so it's just Just like that type of feeling and that like environment just like I don't think I mean maybe it's good for some people maybe like it makes it shapes people it definitely shaped me but it's not something i could have done for like a long period of time maybe i would go back there you know after i'm kind of seasoned and like have a great job making a ton of money where i can like live the lifestyle i want to but prepared right yeah more prepared um but in la i feel like the work-life balance like at least the company i mean it may be different for some people and of course like different industries are all kind of you know they the demands of different industries you know vary but um, at least here, like I work in an environment that like encourages you to like take time off to work from home if you have wow, something okay. to do. You know, like they encourage you to like don't check your email. Like, why are you responding on the Damn. weekend? You know, it's like Damn. that type of thing. Yeah. Like they want you to enjoy life and also enjoy coming to work. Because I think, and they also think, and I feel like most companies should think this that like when you have healthy, happy employees, that creates a better work environment and makes better working makes more efficient and better work come out of it and you're yeah. doing better things versus yeah i'm working for cool brands in new york but at the same time i'm here till 3 a.m and dying and yeah. you know hate coming to th- i would like cry like i would wake up in the morning and be like oh my god yeah. i would like cry I would, like a shed a tear and like get up and like go about my business yeah. like it was awful Let so yeah. yeah, you know, that's 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 how I feel. I mean, Amazing. maybe someone disagrees, but right. I know a lot of people that feel the same way. So yeah, yeah, People I always think. talk about, um, at least, I mean, I don't know if it's really the same here, but in Canada, people definitely like to, to joke about it. It's like, oh, there's only like four places that are popping in the States. It's New York, L.A., Miami, and Texas. No, it's true. It's true. Is that the four that people yeah. like point to? Well, it's not to? Chicago? Texas? Chicago. Yeah. Austin? I feel like Austin is cool. Yeah, but I feel like Austin's cool in the same way that like Atlanta is kind of cool. It's yeah, not really how like... Does, how does Atlanta not fall on the list? It's like... It's Atlanta's the, cool. Or you tell us, Chris. Did you say Chicago? Cool? You say Chicago? Did you say like I, I think Miami? Atlanta is cool, but I think we're also really spoiled in LA. Atlanta's also a little like, city. Like, yeah, it's a little city. Like I think that's the big thing. That's it's why like they fall into like the category of like little big cities, yeah. kind of like Memphis. Yeah. Or Nashville. Yeah, like Me- yeah, I think Memphis. Austin, is- that's why Austin gets left out all the time, I feel like. Yeah. They're, they're yeah. I feel like they're cool nonetheless. I feel like they deserve like some sliver of credit because they they are, you know, um they are really interesting cities, like in and of themselves, like yeah. and they're outside of LA and New York and like that right. kind of. But that's probably the way that we know. stereotype like Canada. Like we probably are like, there's only like Montreal yeah, break this, and break Toronto break and Vancouver this, to go yeah. to. Yeah. Yeah. Quebec. I will say yeah, that Mon- I've been Montreal. Yeah. Okay. Very cold. I'm very sorry. That. I'm very <laughs> sorry <laughs> that you only got to do Yeah, that I went there. Um, no, I visited my friend who was staying at school, and yeah, it was 
I've never experienced. Yeah, it's piss cold. cold. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. that. Like I, I started crying. Like I was like, we have to go inside. I was like, we go, why are we here? Why are we outside? Yeah, why are you? Like, I was, I was like, I was really upset at my friends. We were outside. I was like, we cannot be out here. You, and it was like daytime. It wasn't even night. I was like, I'm, I'm dying. I don't want to go to bed. Yeah, I've been in Ottawa. That's about it. Okay. And yeah, to be honest, man, I did not know shit about Canada till. I, my, my older cousin came through and put on Degrassi. Oh, okay. And then... Now, let me and, tell you about Degrassi. Yeah, Degrassi <laughs> and then Avril Lavigne and Justin Bieber. And then and then now Canada's like the spot because of like Drake and The Weeknd. For me in the music industry and right. all that shit it, right. it exploded. And then there's like Daniel Caesar and all this new talent coming out. Mm-hmm. And people, you know, people are like romanticizing the six. Yeah, if I'm if I'm to give you the quickest breakdown of I can I can of Canada right now, um yes, what Rashid said about Toronto slowly embedding itself as a cultural culturally significant place when it yeah. comes to music um is certainly certainly happening. There's very much this counterculture right now um kind of like uh, slowly climbing or like competing with, as you said, the Drakes and the Weekends of the world. Obviously, he plays a very significant part in validating all these other artists, right? Um, yeah, he's like the god out there, right? Yeah, a little <laughs> bit. But you know what? There's, I mean, we were talking about this off mic earlier about all these other Canadian artists who um, have a lot of who get, have a lot of fame in the States, but just like generally speaking, like Home Shake, amazing. Yeah. Mac DeMarco is now a rock star worldwide. That's like mm-hmm. an amazing thing. Yeah, Obviously, Daniel Caesar on, yeah. on the rise. Kate Trinata is a god. I, 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 I forgot. He's, little he's, Kevin. He's French Canadian. Oh, Kevin, Kevin, little Kevin. Right. He's out here though. He's from now, Montreal. Right? Um, I'm sure he or does. Is he just like out here a lot? Yeah, I think he's just out here a lot. He's bi-coastal. Yeah, man. <laughs> That's right. All right. Um, so, yeah, musically, a lot of great stuff. Um, even West, I mean, like, even like East, East Coast, like the like folk kind of scene, still super dope. This band called Hey Rosetta, I think is like legendary. Uh, but besides that, on like a misconception front, um, a lot of people think Canada is full of these super sweet people. Um, I was actually just telling this to my very lovely Lyft driver. I think what I've noticed from being here for only two and a half days is that people are a little more candid here in the streets, even though without knowing you. Um, so when there's like, I've noticed that like when there's like a something that someone doesn't like, they're willing to say it up front and it's usually, it's dealt with. That's something that I've noticed the mm. past couple of days. Um, and again, uh, this country has 300 million people, so there's this is 100% a generalization. Uh, but from my time spent in Canada, the one key difference that I noticed is that being reacting passive aggressively is far more common. So the kind of like the kind of like upfront politeness and being like, "Oh yeah, I'll hold the door for you," blah blah blah, is like sure, but like it's also some. They're also the same kind of people that like if they were to be butt in line. They would rather just kind of like fold their arms and like make a grumpy face about it rather than be like, oh, sorry, you cut me in line. Kind of thing. Oh, I, that I, I guess that I guess crazy. that depends what part of L.A. Because, I mean, actually, that's interesting to say that because I feel like people say the same thing about L.A. Yeah. People, uh, L.A. is so passive aggressive. Are yeah. super <laughs> passive aggressive and never everyone's like in your face smiling and trying to be your yeah. friend. And then they talk. And then, no, because people no. always talk about in New York, people are like, yeah. hey, they don't like you. They'll be like, oh, fuck you, man. Fuck you, my guy. Like, you I ain't shit. Yeah, dead ass. Way. I wish you fucking dropped dead. No, no, but, no, people but we're talking are, about stereotypes. Think, Coast people think, are having, hardcore. Don't having, having, being raised by a person who was raised on the East Coast, I'm very much like that to where if there's a fucking issue, we're going to discuss it now. I think me and Rashid, our biggest arguments have been like me being 
overly aggressive and him being passive aggressive <laughs> and me getting annoyed that it's passive aggressive and then being overly aggressive to like rip out whatever the fuck he's holding on to. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's very real, but LA is super yeah, passive. LA. Yeah. Los Angeles in general is super passive aggressive. Damn, okay. So you like LA so far? Yeah, you know what? Only being here for a day and a bit. Um, but I'm, ha- I'm obviously so pleased to be able to sit down with you guys and have this oh, chat. Thank you. Um, so thank you for this, this little break, this comical breakdown of what it's like in LA and uh, also on the East Coast. So I kind of want to jump into this last little segment. This part's, again, just just kind of comical, but also for me to learn a little bit more about you guys and also kind of put some people on to maybe something that they don't know. It's a new segment we've added to the show, sponsored by Lil Wayne, called 3P. Young Moolah, baby! <laughs> so 3P is um, a segment that we like to ask uh, three different questions, kind of random, but not really. There was just a little bit introspective, makes our guests kind of think a little bit. Usually we ask, um, when we're interviewing one person, we ask them to name three things based on whatever the question is. Um, but given that we have some more people here, just to kind of space it out, I'll get each of you to tell me one thing. of, or Yeah, so everything is kind of like list-based. Um, so the first question I'll ask you, and we'll start with Rashid, um, is who's one artist that's been on repeat for you this past weekend? Just one. Oh my God. Shit, weekend? Just one. Um, who, who, like, if you think about who got the most plays this weekend for you? Uh, this weekend. Damn. Or uh, even today. If, if whatever day this in the past four days is most prevalent in your mind. It's either Maxo Cream from Houston or it's this guy, is this house guy from LA named Bloodwork who's B-L-U-D work who's really sick. Okay. Like, yeah. Amazing. Or Frank Ocean. Okay. He's always legendary. Being played. How about you, Tori? Um, I feel like I didn't listen to a lot of music this past That's weekend. okay. But I did listen to a podcast, and they were discussing Janet Jackson, and then I listened to Janet Jackson. So I would say Janet Jackson, Velvet Rope specifically. Okay. Um, it was just a Super Bowl, and so I feel like that was... Hashtag Janet Jackson you know, Appreciation Jan- Day. Yeah. Janet Jackson Appreciation Day, so shout out to my girl. So. Yeah, man. Free Janet Jackson, man. That's some, Free her. Yeah, messed up shit. Jordan, man. I'm so ashamed. Don't be ashamed, man. <laughs> Nah, dude, I'm so ashamed. Listen, you gotta say the Jonas Brothers one. I really dislike this person. Okay, (laughs) we're gonna say their name anyway. You don't have to tell the truth. (laughs) I do, I do, though. (laughs) I do. Hey, man. Anderson Pack, dude. Yeah? Why are you saying? Because he's a fucking asshole, yo. Yeah, he he's is such an a piece of shit. Wait, are we, are we going to bleep this or is this going to be on the podcast? <laughs> no, we don't. No. I mean, Anderson <laughs> Pack isn't going to give a shit what I said. Anderson, oh, oh, no, I know. I, no, wait, no, no, I know no, 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 I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to spill his business. I will just say this. Like, I respect the fuck out of him as a musician. And on a, on a personal level, male to male level, mm-hmm. I fuck with you. But objectively, you are a shitty dude. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> Damn. I mean, yeah, well, LA's, um, LA's also home. Yeah, you'll, to, you'll also just learn a lot about celebrities. To real, but, yeah. so you, wrote, you get to know people like No, like but your no, idols. actually, you know what? No, let's not put it in because it's his birthday. Today is actually his birthday. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Oh, you know what? Like two, three okay. years ago, I think I was at his party. All right. <laughs> I, you know what? His, his yeah, band, with yeah. Uh, <laughs> his band is Doge's old band. 
You know what? You know what? We'll keep this part in, but to make it to make up for it, on three, everyone will say happy birthday, Anderson Pog. On three. One, two, three. Happy, happy birthday. birthday. Happy birthday. Everything is everything is fixed. Christy, how about you? Um flipping through the spot of my furious. I should have done that, honestly. Um she's like, fuck Celine Dion again. <laughs> <laughs> honestly, yeah, probably. No, uh, I would say Sade. I would say Sade. Okay. Yeah. Amazing. Amazing. Yes. What's one thing that you try to do for yourself when you find yourself in a creative block? Let's start with you, Christy. Creative block. Um, I like going to Griffith Park because okay. it's like right there. It's so convenient. And yeah, or just get really, really high. There you go. Yeah. Not bad. Jordan, one thing that you like to do to try and get yourself out of a creative rut? Ooh. Go camping. Nice. Yeah, yeah. go camping. Very big into camping in the desert. And I feel oh, yeah. like every time I come back, I'm in this whole like different mind state. And I like it, that. it gives me like a little bit of optimism and creative energy for like the next like three months. Like okay. doing shrooms in Joshua Park is like a very popular yeah. thing. The psychedelics are sacred. Yeah. Fair <laughs> enough. Yeah. Tori, how about you? Um I would I don't know. This is very like a, like a practical kind hey, of man, that's fine. thing. But I mean, I, I literally just like step away yeah. from my worry. Don't look at it. Like if it's, especially if it's like during the week and like I'm like trying to figure something out. Like I literally just like take the weekend to just step breathe, away, step away, like not think about it at all. Like do something like that takes up my entire day or like my mind or concern. Like I do something. I also do stuff like it's like mindless, Yeah. like a mindless task. Like I Super don't know, like yeah. cleaning my room, like something like, I don't know, like things like that, that just detaches you from detach, it. For a bit. Yeah, exactly. Amazing. And I think like when I come back, like usually if I do something that's like cleaning or like meditating or like yoga or like something like really nice like that, it like makes me, feel more motivated to come back and get the the shit done. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, I of course, I I asked because, you know, everyone has their own way of tackling it, but more importantly, I I always imagine that there's someone who potentially listens in who's like, fuck, I don't know what to do, so this is great. How about you, Rashid? Um, Basically, (laughs) the same thing Tori said, like, for me, especially when it came to, like, writing type stuff, like, it takes me forever to write like a, like an editorial like of a piece because like i i take my time with shit like i will like write like a paragraph and then i will walk away or, or like i'll start reading another article or i'll like go outside and then i'll come back to it write like another paragraph or like a couple sentences then i'll walk away it's just like because I, f- I feel like like for me i really particular about the words that i use mm. and like if i don't if i don't have the right word i can't like i can't continue and i have to like keep searching for it you know like the, right the sources or just just keep thinking about it or something right and, and that applies to like anything even like a and r thing like i will I will try like to de- devote like an hour to like searching deep into SoundCloud or Bandcamp or some shit, yeah. and then like if I feel like I'm not going, if it's not going anywhere, then I have to be like, okay, I need to stop and just like do something else for like mm. a little bit, and then come back to it in like an hour or so. Just like it's good to like like a palate cleanser, because yeah. like, I feel like doing one thing for super long can like 
make you kind of like I don't know, for me like num- it like numbs me yeah. and like I feel like it Great becomes word. like like uh, it becomes like a chore right or something so like it's good just to just take a step back and then come back to it Paper. talking to yourself is underrated I think yes. people should talk to themselves I, 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 I try not to but then sometimes I legit would just be like thinking out loud in the shower that's why I own a dog or it's a little strange but like I, I, if I especially if I'm doing like an interview or I'm going for like a job interview I literally go through a whole scenario of like but that's I'm different it's a job that's like, a job interview but like that's with anything like if I'm like trying to like have a conversation with my boss like I imagine like what she's gonna say and like I try I like literally have a conversation I feel like I, I do that but like only for like the like precursors to physical altercation <laughs> so I'm I like I'm like, what would I say if like a guy was being a dick at the bar? And I'd be like, hmm, you must not know I studied with twelve Shaolin monks and I'm like, no, 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 that sounds bad. All right, last question of the three P, and I'm gonna give you guys all a little, a little second to think about this one. And of course, you know, I'll edit out the break that it might take, but I want you to think of one thing that you wish you could tell yourself at the age of eighteen probably tell myself to not take college for granted yeah that's a big one yeah take your time and intern as much as possible huge i would say don't stress about your future so much because it will be okay but also like you're you're doing the right things so far to like get yourself there and to love yourself and be happy and don't stress about irrelevant things right friends or yeah all that stuff friend. you yeah. know so okay love yourself girl big one <laughs> i like that one jordan wax wings melt wax wings melt that's right it's a story of it's icarus, icarus yeah. made wings uh, made of wax got too close to the sun to the sun for right. some reason, I thought he was talking about jet fuel. Jet, <laughs> <laughs> jet fuel can't be that. Yo, like, the Eagles win. <laughs> 2018, bet, the Eagles bet, win. Nigga, bet. <laughs> 41, 41 points, Eagles win. For me, Bill, man. For me, Bill. Oh, shit. Listen, guys, this has been so much fun. I've got one last segment. Of course, some of you have, have kind of already dabbled into this one, but, you know, if there's some specific stories, I would love for you to share them. This is our last segment of the show called Soup It Up, unofficially sponsored by Campbell Soup, where we dive into the issues or experiences that we've gone through in the past week, month, or year that have made us really salty, that have made us kind of upset. You just got to get it off your chest. You know, that's what this platform is for. us. what High Top's about. You know, we don't bleep shit. We bleep a lot of shit, never mind. We're trying to keep our jobs. But, you know, if you got something to share, you got something to say off your chest, man. This is this is the time, you know? Tori, you came in here, you said some crazy shit went down today. Um, Yeah, I'll just go ahead and say it about work. So, it, um, today was a day. It, this is going to sound very trivial and, like, it's 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 dumb. But, Listen. like, it was my job. So, man. basically, I had to... We're doing this really big event with all the... Not event, but this meeting that happens quarterly and all the directors and VPs and above meet to kind of discuss our 
strategy for the quarter and gotcha. you know our sales and we you know our brand what we're going through blah 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 etc blah, blah blah so um i i'm in charge as the assistant to one of the executives to like plan this meeting this meeting okay and um my job sounds awfully boring but you know hey man no it's okay I'm it's a grind yeah that's right so um <laughs> Yeah, so I had to, tomorrow we're doing one of our events at the Culver City Stairs, which is, um, we're doing like athletic activity and we're climbing the stairs and at the top of the stairs there's this like pavilion thing we're like doing the meeting in there. Um, I had, right. So I had to get um, this projector because there's nothing in there. So I had to get a projector and a screen and I emailed this man who runs thing at, the, at work and I was like, hi. Last week I was like, hi, I need you to lend me this projector mm. on this day at this time mm. why is he not there today I, I was like why did you go home mm. you yeah. knew i was gonna be there i was livid so now i have to go to work at 8 30 tomorrow morning so early i know mm. but i need but i need to be at the actual venue at nine so i have to like go to work before he's in our office isn't even open i don't even know if he's gonna be there i'm just like praying because yeah. <laughs> he didn't answer the email that i sent right so i have to go there wait for his ass get the thing to drive the opposite direction like i don't have gas for this i'm running Mm-mm. off e yeah. i would probably broke. be that guy in the company so. you probably would but you know like it's just like annoying it's like all day today it's been like i'm asking people to do things and yeah I haven't done them and then i'm scrambling then it makes me look bad and then i'm like great so yeah. you know that's been me scrambling to do just stuff all day over, man I'm a little, I'm a little upset. Yeah. So I have this glass of wine. And yeah. Minding my business. Does it feel better to get it off your chest though? I do. I feel, I feel good. Good. How about you, Christy? Things that have been making me kind of yeah. salty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know what? My brother's 20 now, and he's a fucking dick. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, I had to spend like a month with. Well, I don't know, just 20 year old guys in general. No, I just that age. My sister's yeah. 19, and she's a yeah. fucking. I'm monster. like, you're an asshole. What? Yeah. Like, I, I don't even have asshole specific. Asshole in what way though? No, it's just like if I wake him up. Because I, I was in Atlanta with him during the holidays. Like, wake him up, and he'd just get really annoyed. Just be like, fuck you, blah, blah, whoa. blah. And I'm like, whoa, this is way more aggressive than I needed this to be. Yeah. And I was like, yo, dad said wake up. Like, it's not <laughs> even my choice. Like, just being that a was on dad. And then, yeah, and then my parents don't say anything because he's the younger one. They're like, you're, you're the older one. The, you need to be the model example. Fuck that. And I'm like, what? This guy's, this guy's telling me, fuck you. I'm supposed to just sit here and take it. Like, Bullshit, so fuck That's Ricky. Molly Watt, that little nigga. I, I wanted to fight him, but he's stronger and bigger than me now. You know, like, he's 20. I can't, like, be, if I deck him in the face and he decks me in the face, like, <laughs> I'm screwed. Yeah, complicated scenario there, yeah. No kidding. Rishi, man. I mean, listen, like I said, my guy, if you got if you got nothing bad on your chest, that's a beautiful thing. What you mad about? Uh, I mean, I could I could be <laughs> cliche and just be like, I'm mad about this current political climate, <laughs> and you know, so you're I, just saying. But uh, I mean, overall, I there's there's a ton of things that annoy me day to day, but like it's not that big of a deal for me to like. And there's nothing nothing that major that I can mm. think of that's like killing me inside that's good man you're pretty zen he's very yeah about, he's, he doesn't this is me talking as his girlfriend but please he doesn't get mad at things very easily like he like unlike me like i'm a very like everything just 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 picks a nerve right just everything and not everything but a lot of things yeah and rashida's just like it's fine he absorbs it yeah he's just like it's amazing okay. oh 
Jordan has tea. <laughs> Jordan, Jordan can express the opposite. Okay, go ahead, Jordan. Have some tea yeah, that I don't know. yeah. Drop, no, drop I your tea. Too, but you know. They're just they're different experiences when people live together. <laughs> That's right. I I agree. I wholeheartedly agree. I'm a nerve picker. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I do. <laughs> we got we all got our trolls. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> a short joke? No. I think <laughs> <laughs> we're not. I'm. We're not petty. We love each other. <laughs> no, it's all. It's all love. It's all love. I think that's a perfect way to wrap up this episode, guys. You know what, uh, Rashid? You very, very briefly, but also kind of jokingly mentioned that uh, you could talk about being frustrated about the current political climate of the states, and that's something I didn't really want to or not want to, but didn't dive into with you guys um, because I think we could probably record a whole nother episode about uh, being young people in the state Um, but from sitting and chatting with you guys for the past hour I think something that uh, provides me a lot of comfort um, is that given this current state um, you guys are all still here trying to pursue your creative outlets trying to kind of express your frustrations or vent these things through artistic art or artistic mediums um, and that is a lovely thing, something that provides me a little bit of comfort, and I hope you can find comfort in each other in that sense. Guys, thank you again for joining me here. This was uh, thank you. Thank you. so, so much fun. Christy, thank you for hosting us in your, yeah, your lovely course. apartment here. Um, we always got to go around, or we always got to end the show by going around, having everyone drop their AKAs again. Tori, you weren't here at the start of the show, but... Um, if you have any nicknames, it's, you definitely got to drop them here. We'll go in the revor- reverse order that we started. We'll start with you, Christy. Uh, Christy, a.k.a. What did I say? Mama K. Mama K. <laughs> uh, what did I say? Shin fuck you? Shin fuck you up. Jordan knows them all. I don't know. A.k.a. Mama K. A.k.a. Kiki. A.k.a. Dat Kiki. Okay, 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 the Japanese sensation, sensation, aka she will read a bitch. Read a bitch. And Christy, before we finish it, uh-huh. do you also want to plug your lovely website where you have so much of your are, uh, your articles posted up? Oh, on? all the articles that I've written are on my website. Um, through links of like other websites, of course. And stuff. But um, it's kiku.la. Brilliant, and I'll make sure to link that as well. Oh, thank you. Jordan, sign sign yourself out here, bro. Jordan Jackson, mean sound guy, tour manager, scumbag extraordinaire, aka your favorite camp counselor, aka I swear this never happens, aka it's not you, I'm just going through a lot, aka <laughs> semi-professional overwatch, it's all I do all day, every day, aka pug daddy. <laughs> what? Excuse me. <laughs> um, um, I don't have anything to plug right now. That's okay. My, my my work consists of other people's work, and there's nothing that I'm fucking with right now. It's a novel, a novel and noble profession working as an audio engineer. Thank you for joining us, Jordan. Thank you, Tori. Okay, um, hi, it's Tori. Uh, bye, it's Tori. Um, AKA not Tori. AKA Mama T, AKA Tutu, Beep Beep, AKA Chit 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 Chia, AKA Soulflower, AKA, AKA, oh, AKA, is it, AKA, is it sunshine or is it olive oil? We'll never know. (laughs) (laughs) No, coconut oil, not olive oil. AKA coconut oil. AKA, where my coconut oil go? That's a good one. That is a good one. Hi, it's Rashid, AKA Papa Tule, AKA. AKA wash this motherfucking tub. AKA 
What the fuck you doing, Jordan? <laughs> <laughs> okay. I love y'all. Have a good night. Ooh. Ooh, Jordan, you know what? Plug your Twitter real quick. I feel like you got gems. Oh, on yeah. I want to plug NTS Radio, uh, Food and Liquor. Jordan, you want to plug your Twitter real quick? Oh, yeah. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, Venmo, Snapcash, and <laughs> Venmo, Snapcash. <laughs> um, at Blipster Jesus, all okay. one word. Brilliant. We're going to make sure to tag everyone's Instagrams and socials and stuff so people cool. can follow it. Um, thank you again for having me over, guys. This is thank so much you. fun. I've learned so much from you guys. My name is Chris, a.k.a. Chris, a.k.a. not Chris. Don't call me Chris. My name is Chris, a.k.a. the Tamil Hemingway, a.k.a. bash me outside because I don't fight. I just get beat up, a.k.a. Mr. Date Your Girl With You, a.k.a. Lil Poopy Dirt, a.k.a. It's Not You. I'm also just going through a rough time because that's such a good a.k.a. Holy fuck. <laughs> Make sure to listen on the iTunes podcast app, SoundCloud, and the Google Play app on your phones. And if you don't know how to access it and you come at me on my Instagram asking me how to access it, I'm going to hold up my hand like I'm about to hit you, but then gently caress your neck and tell you, hey, man, just, just get the iTunes podcast app. Just get the SoundCloud app. Or if you have an Android, just get the Google Play app. It's get out my face. And get out my fucking face. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for joining me. I need everyone on three to say bye. One, two, three. Bye. Some movies drinking sodas all on my soul